Hey everybody, welcome to the PR Podcast. Give you guys a better insight on how to master your bodies and raising your PRs in and out of the gym. My name is Joseph. I'm here with my two virtual amazing hosts, Annabelle. Hi. And Morgan. Hello, hello. <laughs> and um, this is the first time we're doing this on Zoom virtually for obvious reasons. We are in quarantine at the moment. Um, and who else is not wearing pants? <laughs> wow i thought this is like the benefit of the zoom meeting is you don't have to you're like it's like a rule yeah <laughs> there's a mirror behind me so what <laughs> would be that slick <laughs> morgan's like no comment no comment i have pants on <laughs> well you're in this you're in a studio That's yeah I'm in, I'm in i'm in the studio so <laughs> So what's up, guys? Accidentally, and he's not wearing any. <laughs> so um, we are officially what three going on to four weeks now of the quarantine, correct? Isn't it two weeks? It kind of yeah. It depends. Like I'm day sixteen. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible how long this is uh, has lasted, and um. We talked. We talked about this before the podcast. How Annabelle kind of, kind of warned us, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago that this was going to get worse and this was going to be bigger than what everybody kind of anticipated it was going to be. And and here we are, stuck in our stuck in our homes with no gym. No gym. No gyms. All gyms are closed. Uh, all non-essential businesses are closed. Um, it's a pretty weird world out there. If there's anything we could pull um, some benefits and positives out of this, I'm sure um, everybody's doing what they can to to look on the bright side during these moments. Yeah. Have it's you guys been fun. training at all? Yeah. I have. Yeah. Okay. Do you? Because well, well, no, I'm not gonna ask for details, but I've been training as well. I got lucky. So the day before. Uh, the gyms were shut down. Um, Tiang's brother, <laughs> he bought a squat rack. So I was able to train at his house. So I've been training there. So squat bench deadlift. That's all I need. So I'm content. Yeah, I do miss training. going to the gym, though. Oh, of course. It, it's it's a different vibe going to the gym and interacting with people at the same time and seeing people that are also working out. Because sometimes whenever your workout is going kind of sucky, you can feed off other people's energies that are working out around you. Like if the guy next to you is lifting heavy and going crazy, if he's super zoned in, that would, that'll motivate me sometimes to get zoned in and take my workout a little more serious. I do notice with the home workouts, I do have a little bit longer rest periods and I do tend to kind of like wander around a little bit more and the intensity can kind of, um, kind of fall off a little bit faster as I kind of hit that 20, 30 minute mark a little bit earlier in the session. That's interesting. I'm I'm the opposite of you. So since I've been training alone now, my training time has almost cut down to half. Okay. I think it's because <laughs> I always say, oh, yeah, I like going to the gym and just train. But I do enjoy that social aspect of it mm -hmm. because I am I do work mostly by myself. So my 
I don't have to go anywhere and work. It's either from home or from in here. And usually when I go to the gym, it'll be that time for me to be socializing with friends and other people and just, you know, all that stuff. So my workouts would be a little bit longer and it wouldn't be a rush because I would usually go to the gym once I'm done with all my work. So I could take as long as I want and just enjoy myself. Now it's a little bit different. I just go to the gym and I just sit there by myself. I'm not to the gym. I train by myself now. So I'm staring at a blank wall because it's in the garage and I'm just trying to get out of there quick before I go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Annie? How's your training been? Yeah, um, it's kind of going. So I started 75 day hard, 75 day, 75 hard. (laughs) Could you bring that mic a little bit closer? Could. (laughs) Better? Oh yeah, Yeah, like right, right by your mouth. Please. About a fist away from your mouth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan. Nothing's changed, huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I started 75 hard, like, the first day that we got ordered to work from home. So, in a sense, it's been kind of cool because it forces me to do the cardio that I need to do, but also I'm limited with the amount of equipment that we have at home. So um, a couple days before a local like wholesale uh, gym equipment store, Mike's Fitness Equipment, they uh, kind of were like promoting that they had like all this equipment stuff. So Tim went and picked up a couple bands and dumbbells and then he's a PE teacher at a middle school. So he was able to go there and got permission to get a couple more dumbbells from there. I mean, they're not going to be using it. So um, we have enough. Um, I mean, I've been looking at like a lot of the research that uh, a lot of like fitness people are doing. And as long as you can load the muscle, like you can still like train it. And it's just using your levers. You have to get a little more creative. We don't have a bench, so I'm not doing like bench press, but we're doing floor presses or, you know, whatever we can. Um, it's it's frustrating though, cause it's like, it was still, even though like the gym's like, I don't know, like a 10 minute drive. Like it's still like getting in that mindset, like picking your clothes, uh, having pre-workout, driving there, like that whole part of the huge routine was like taken out. And like even driving back, yeah, like you said, just seeing other people, even though like I don't talk to anybody, but just like seeing what everyone else is doing. Like I, I love people watching. So, um, and then of course, like I haven't touched a barbell in like almost three weeks. So yeah, it's all right. It's stressful. But it's going. It's okay. Yeah, building building strength during this time uh, for majority of people probably isn't going to be happening. Um, maintaining though, uh, maintaining is definitely a lot easier during these times. I think that's what people need to kind of focus on. I know um, uh, Lane Norton he actually put a pretty good post of uh, talking about that as well, saying how maintaining your strength, maintaining your muscles is actually a lot easier than actually building strength. So that should be kind of people's focus right now if you are limited to, um, you know, weights and, and, and whatnot. 
Yeah, that's um, that's that's something I, that's been tough to deal with, just because you know I have strength athletes, and it kind of sucks for them because a lot of them don't have access to the gym. A lot of them, you know, I was trying to buy a, a squat rack for my house, and everything sold out. I've looked at different uh, manufacturers like Rogue. Uh, I've looked at Canadian ones like Vulcan, uh, Strong Arm Sport, um, all these different types of, you know, people that make squat racks and stuff like that, and everything's sold out. Uh, besides that, if you're able to get a squat rack, you probably can't find plates anywhere. They're just no. sold out everywhere. So for people that are really strength athletes, any type of sport is going to be kind of hard to get stronger, like you're saying. And even then, depending on your strength level, it's still going to be kind of hard to maintain. You know, like, we don't know how long this is going to go. So yeah, you can maintain for a while, but how long can you really, really maintain doing home workouts is going to be tough. Um, as far as muscle mass, I feel like that would be a lot easier to just maintain. You know, I, I've been hurt for a while in the past, like a month, and size was there. Strength was, came back pretty fast once I was able to train. But I think that's the tough part because mentally for the people who like you go to the gym and that's, that's your thing. Like you just, you love feeling strong. Like I think it's going to be just really tough to deal with. Like with muscle mass, uh, a lot has to do with like your diet too. Right. Because as long as you can create a stimulus, however, that's going to happen you can still build mass because it's more contingent on like your protein intake, the calories you're taking in. So you can still kind of keep that, but you're, I mean, with strength, like there's so many different stimulus, like a central nervous stimulus, like, yeah, a lot of equipment manufacturers are not set up to be able to provide, like I'm sure the huge amount of orders that they got, um, and even, even if they were like assuming, assuming like, let's say this goes till June or so, like a lot of the equipment comes from China and there's not a lot of people that are going to accept shipments from China or are going to be able to transport stuff or materials, even if it's raw materials, like it's, it's crazy. Like a lot of systems were impacted. Yeah. Um, we're, we all need to go through this kind of like adaptation phase and kind of almost accept the new, the new, new during these times. If we, especially since we don't know how long this is going to last, just, just like you said, this could last till June, July, even later. Um, hopefully it doesn't, you know, I don't, you know, there's literally nobody that wants that, but you know, we had to kind of anticipate and, and kind of prepare for, for the long term and, if things don't clear up as fast as we want, we have to learn to adapt. And I think that's a big thing during the situation that a lot of people, as soon as it's happened, instead of adapting, they just stopped when it came to kind of fit, physical fitness. And that's not the best thing to do, obviously. But I know people deal with these, uh, these matters in their own ways. But at the same time, like physical fitness is something that you need to keep up because that's good for your immune system. It's going to keep you healthy. It's going to keep you strong and in the long run, you want you want to maintain good health. Yeah, I'm curious, what has changed? Like, as soon as this happened, is 
everything was closed down because obviously it was it came in phases first it was like some businesses and then all of a sudden it's just everything unless you're not essential mm-hmm. so have you guys had to change where you're working um any any lifestyle related stuff besides the gym that has changed that probably affected you guys i'm curious um my life for the most part is kind of the same um i the business i do myself my shop is still considered essential because uh, we are we were packaged packaged food packaged goods and we are health as well so we are considered essential so we do stay open um it's interesting though to see what people are buying nowadays though instead of coming in and purchasing the pre-workouts and creatines now they're getting the multivitamins and more protein and stuff so there was a slight change in what people are purchasing during this time so it's nice though because never things do eventually go back to normal they're gonna be a little more um you know knowledgeable when it comes to their health and they're going to continue to buy these things as well because it kind of came down to like there's a lot of people that are in their 30s and 40s that didn't follow through with their new year's resolutions and whenever all this stuff started happening it kind of put things into perspective and i'm pretty sure a lot of people wish they would have gotten their health on track because whenever there's a, a disease going around that affects people who are unhealthy you know a lot of people they could have taken advantage of that you know a long time ago and they didn't so I think this opened up a lot of eyes, you know, a lot of people's eyes during this type of pandemic that's going on right now that maybe I should start to take better care of my health. By you, Annie. Yeah. Um, so we like at Cal State San Bernardino, since we're state like organization, they really were holding off on closing only because the students right now were so close to finals. Like literally the week we closed was finals week. So they wanted to do like everything they could to not disrupt that because that could impact like the students' chances of if they were graduating, for example, this year, like it can mess up their whole quarter or so they were keeping us open as long as they could. And then obviously student services, like, a lot of the students that go to Cal States, um, they rely on their university like for housing, for food, for, um, and, and it, even then like with the resources they do have, like they're limited. Um, like we have a lot of students that sleep in their cars in the parking lot. So um, they pushed really hard to keep us open, but it was basically like the trickle down effect. Like we kind of have to like really adhere to what the state is saying because we're a state entity. So if we kind of go against that, it's really bad. But um, a lot of student services, like the quarters going on now, uh, we were just in winter quarter, that's when it closed and spring quarters now started. So classes are still going on. Our office doesn't deal directly with students, but we do, work with students and providing scholarships. So we still have to be and opening open and like be able to process checks and stuff from donors. Um, so I'm working from home. Like I have a laptop from Cal State where it has like all my files and everything loaded, but I actually for our office, I go once every two weeks to the campus to grab um, the mail and the main reason is just to make sure that there's no checks that need to be processed and put into students accounts so I'm checking I'm looking for checks and I'm looking for um, like correspondence from like a lot of 
big um, like foundations. So we had like a ton of foundations who like stepped up right away and they donated like tons of Chromebooks and laptops for students who were gonna be stuck working or finishing their school year from home. So just making sure we're processing those and getting those out to the students we need. Um, so I'm basically still, it, it kind of helps me keep a routine because my work day was 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So I'm working from home, but I still have to be accessible between those hours. I just get a little more freedom where like if I'm responding to an email or if I'm like, you know, whatever, I can do a lot on my phone. Um, so let's see, this meeting has been upgraded. Now includes unlimited minutes. Did you guys get that message? Yeah, so it's, here's a gift from Zoom. We have removed the 40 minute time limit on your next group meeting. Yeah, Zoom, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, and that's just one example of like all the stuff that's happening where like businesses and corporations are like stepping it up. Like, I don't know if you guys, who your cell phone service provider is, but a lot of um, like AT&T, for example, they donated um, for our university and like students, like little hotspots. So to the students just to have, well, you know, to have during this time, they have to give it back. But, um, and then AT&T, I think was one of a few phone companies who lifted the cap on like their data um, limits. So just to, I mean, everyone's kind of doing what they can. Also, it's like a PR move. Like it looks really good if like, AT&T, Verizon, whatever. It's like these big companies do it. Like the smaller companies are gonna have to also, you know, answer back so they don't look like jerks. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, working from home still helps keep a routine. Um, I'm still like up and awake, but like, it's crazy. Like the days that I do go to campus, like the roads are a ghost town, like campus is a ghost town. Um, you can kind of just feel like people when you do see them are just nervous. Like people just don't know what to expect. Like you see everyone's covered up. Um, just, I mean, yesterday, well, two days ago now, we kind of learned that um, mouth coverings in public are recommended um, just for people's safety, not necessarily masks, they said it can be any kind of cloth covering over your face because two reasons. One, there's a lot of people who have shown to be asymptomatic. So they had the virus. Maybe they didn't get the disease, COVID-19, but they had the virus um, and never showed symptoms. And then two, there's a little bit of uh, like research going into the fact that now they're thinking um, the virus is... Uh, airborne or can survive like in the air for a little while. So basically they're saying like through breathing more than just coughing and like the stuff that comes up from your like respiratory tract, um, it can kind of survive or, or be aerosolized and like live in the atmosphere. They kind of were saying that at the beginning where like if, for example, if you're like in a dusty warehouse or, you know, something where there's like a lot of particles in the, in the air, someone sneezes or coughs and the spit or whatever latches onto that, then it's 
a little bit more dangerous than you're if you're like out in the open. Um, and these the studies aren't confirmed, but that's kind of what they're thinking. So, I mean, it's a good precaution. It should have been a precaution like earlier on, but I know it was like a lot has to do with they're not trying to freak people out as much. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's one thing I've been noticing is that they're kind of been doing things like little by little, like, oh, don't panic, don't wear a mask. And now it's like, okay, you guys can wear a mask now. You know, it's kind of, and then, okay, you know, two weeks quarantine. All right, four more weeks quarantine. You know, they're kind of just like slowly doing this stuff. And and this, I'm pretty sure it's for that reason to kind of like lower the chances of panic and so we don't have rioting, rioting in the streets. I mean, you could find toilet paper now, so that's good. Yeah, and chicken. And chicken. (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie. I was panicking for a bit. I was like, "Am I really gonna have to clean my butt with my hand and some water?" Coffee filters. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, bro. Canine. (laughs) I ain't got no. Oh yeah, you're right. Dang. (laughs) Big ass package. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm good. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. No, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, what's like what's the craziest thing you guys have like seen or noticed? What shift like um so I so to the extent now that I see tape everywhere on the ground when you do go out in public, I don't know if you guys have experienced this. Yeah. But like at post offices, because I have to go, you know, deliver packages and stuff. Um they have tape every six feet. I think it's more than six feet actually, to so people can line up. And people, I guess it depends on the person, but some people are very uh, scared and nervous and kind of hostile, you could say, because, um, for example, when I go drop off packages, because they are prepaid, I don't have to wait in line. I could just go straight to the front and drop them or to the Dropbox. But some people would get mad and be like, hey, like, there's a line. (laughs) Like, Like, people are just like, yeah, for you like hyped, like not hype, but very on edge. Yeah. Before that, they wouldn't do that. And then um, my mom actually had a story for me. She went to the store and I told her to stay home because, you know, I I didn't want her, you know, older people are more, well, we, that's what we thought. They, they could get uh, sick more than, than we could than we're younger. But I told her, you know, just stay home. Uh, if you need anything, I'll go get it for you. But she wanted to get out the house. So one day she went to the store and keep in mind, she hadn't been out at all. So she didn't know there was tape on the floor. She was just minding her business and she put her groceries on the, you know, on the table. And uh, this gentleman behind her was like, hey, you need to move six feet away. She's like, what? He said, you need to move six feet away. There's tape on the floor. You need to be six feet away from me. Mom was like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, no, just just please move back six feet away. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, like, you know, just people are. I guess it's because they're 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 worried about themselves, which is fine. But um, it's just little things like that that I've noticed. People are a little bit more on edge. Um, you could tell when you walk, they kind of look at you a little differently. Because I'm I myself, I go out and walks in the morning. You know, I need some type of fresh air, and. I do notice people now, like, even I do, like, if, I, if I'm walking, I'm walking my dog, I'll just go to the other side. Or people I see now, people with masks, even in families, I see people with their kids, and they're all wearing, like, like a mask, whether it's by cloth or, like, actual masks. 
Um, it's just crazy because two weeks ago when all of this started and everything was shut down, I remember I told you guys, I think I was going to go for a hike. Well, not, I guess you, that's not a real hike. I was going to go to Mount Rubido, a little, little place to walk. And it was packed. There was people everywhere, people taking selfies in groups. And I was like, yo, this is not social distancing. Like you're defeating the purpose. So a bunch of weird stuff going on out there. Yeah. Yeah, Mount Rubio is closed now for that reason. Oh yeah, it is? Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't know anything yeah. because I, as you guys know, I'm I'm not on social media or anything right now just because of everything that was going on. I just got over it. So I really don't know anything that's going on except what I see on a daily basis. Yeah, my shop is in Riverside, so I had a bunch of people come in, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, they're closing my Rubido this Friday." This was probably like, good, like two, like two weeks ago now, and it was for that reason because it was getting so crowded that social distancing just, just couldn't happen. Yeah, good. I have a question. Do you guys? Okay, <laughs> so when I went to Mount Rubido and I was gonna go on my walk, and I saw people in groups taking selfies like groups. I know they're not family because they all look different, different colors. <laughs> so I was like, you guys are not family. It really kind of like irked me. I was like, man, you guys, I don't know if it's because they weren't taking it seriously. Like they didn't know how serious the situation was, but it, I had to like really like call myself and be like, you know what, just don't let it affect you. Just go on with your day. But it really bugs me when I see people not taking it serious. I don't know about you guys. Um, you know what? I can't even say I've been going out that much to really notice, to be honest. Like, if I do go out, it's like I'll grab, you know, coffee at Starbucks, but I'll, I'll be in the drive-thru, you know? Like, I yeah. actually haven't went nowhere really too public to, to really notice. Like, all my workouts have been at my sister's house where she has, like, a little gym set up. That's where I've been training at. And so I go in there, she has a treadmill and, like, a squat rack, too, and, like, some dumbbells. So I actually haven't really been in the public too much. And then when I do work at my shop, uh, we only allow about five people in at once. And even then it doesn't really even get that crowded. And so I, I've only been around like small crowds and uh, I've been to, like Stater Brothers and Target. And even then it's been like, I usually go like later in the day. So it's been really empty. Hmm. But I think it will bother me though, if I did see that. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of it just because right where I live, there's a park literally in the other side. <clears throat> so sometimes I see, um, you know, groups of people and kind of like uh. yeah. <laughs> just spreading just spreading the rona <laughs> that was it like people don't get it they're like oh, okay like for a lot of people it was like a free pass to stay home a vacation like and you have to like consider there was parties scheduled there's birthdays there's like all kinds of stuff right that got canceled so i think people were really trying to hold on to that like for example like uh, the park where I walk to or like walk around, um, there's a playground. It's right next to a dog park too. So they closed the dog park because I mean, nothing to do with pets, but all of the pets humans were there like mobbing to this dog park. Um, the playground equipment was open for a long time. There was also benches and barbecues and stuff like at the park where they had to close it because people were still having parties and still, and like, 
it's one thing to have like a little get together with the people that you're isolated with already in your family, because if one person has it, everybody has it. That's kind of the assumption. But like, if you're bringing your Thea, your cousins, the neighbors, like even that little bit of contact, like you can infect like families and families and families where so like, even like people playing basketball, right? Like you're like, oh, okay, no contact, whatever. But like, you're touching a ball, you're wiping your face, you're wiping your mouth, like you're passing the ball. Like, it's a lot of like in the Bay Area, I think they're taking off like basketball hoops. Like, so people can't play. I'm like, <laughs> like it, it's, it sucks because a lot of like research, like from Stanford is coming out and they're like, these are really extreme measures. Like we would never have needed this extreme orders but because of the way that people responded, we we kind of caused this. Like, because people were, like, taking social distancing as a joke, like, okay, I don't have to work, or no more than groups of, you know, at first it was more, no more than, what, 250? Like, so a lot of conferences and big groups were still happening. Then there were, like, no more than 50 people, and there were, like, no more than 10 people, and then they closed closed bars and like a lot of restaurants so like it was a trickle down effect because the numbers were not slowing down right like and they actually still aren't so uh the United States peak is supposed to be like April 15th April 16th but that's the United States on average um California our peak like the worst it's gonna be is still a couple weeks after that. So our peak is April 26th. That's kind of what's predicted um, based on the trend, based on the data. And that's assuming people are still social distancing. Um, in other states, it's much, much worse. Like uh, states in California that have it really bad are New York. And they're kind of like able now to figure out, okay, who was patient zero or who was like, what event or what happened um like in new york there was like a bougie like birthday party where they like had a lot of older people that were just coming to have their party you know despite being told not to as a private property it's like a huge house and then everybody went home to their different areas in new york and new york already like everyone's kind of stacked on each other. Public transportation is like really popular. So you're coming into contact and crossing paths with people a lot. Um, the second state was, or second area was uh, Louisiana. And the reason they're saying that's because uh, they still had Mardi Gras. Like they couldn't convince them enough to not get together and celebrate Mardi Gras which is I mean right like that's like a tradition that's New Orleans is like a huge thing but it's like these parades of people not only from the area itself but coming from all over the state like are getting hit like you know so Louisiana like of all the states in the United States uh have the fastest like peace eruption like they didn't know where it came from, but people are like, no, y'all were throwing beads and celebrating, you know? So it's like, it's all this stuff that we're paying for like two, three weeks later. 
So all the stuff that's happening today, we're going to pay for it in two weeks. You know, whether everybody like kind of does their part, like everyone's sacrificing in some way. And it's hard because you don't want to feel like you're sacrificing less when you see people are still having parties or still like getting together, making a joke, like, oh, I'm six feet away from my compa, like smashing beers, like, okay, like do that. <laughs> you could do that. Who did that, Andy? <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the IE. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. Um, but it, and like in the same token, like it's really hard because like you have moms and dads who like are nervous or scared for their like young for their kids for their older like for their parents if they're not living with them like so some people are really really nervous and they have good reason to be but other people like like they're kind of saying like younger people so the people that were in Florida who still had their spring break like a huge percent of percentage of them ended up getting sick with coronavirus like maybe they recovered but a lot of their family members are not you know and it's sad but it's like they're kind of to blame <laughs> like if there is going to be like a blame game like hello like you were told you were literally like warned like asked not to travel but you know and the companies that took their money that let them fly or the companies that were you know open for business selling drinks and you know the djs and like whatever was happening there like they're also kind of to blame but they're also like looking out for themselves too like they needed to make money so it's crazy it's weird <laughs> yeah um just driving around riverside you'll see like some store fronts and they're boarding up their doors and windows because they're they're shutting down like the little mom and pop places that's crazy yeah so it's, it's super sad to see i mean like just going on social media like i'll see these high level athletes and they're training you know at home with bands and 10 pound dumbbells and there's these they're these athletes that i know are phenomenal because i've trained or i've worked out with them and trained with them and it, it hurts me to not be able to see them train the way they want you know like you, you see them being creative and forcing these workouts but at the same time you know it's not going to be enough and just from like a competition standpoint it's it's tough as a competitor because my cut is supposed to start in june for my shows this year and if this stuff is still going on it's like i don't want to put my body through a cut that's for a show that's probably not going to happen and i know that's that's the thing that's on almost every competitor's mind even yours morgan you know if you had a, a, a competition coming up like what what would you do? October, right? Yeah. I would, yeah, so like... I would still peak. <laughs> <laughs> Just test on my own. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's different because you don't have to like really cut that much. Like like, a, like obviously like me has to drop, you know, a bunch of body fat to get down. Um, so I guess like for, for powerlifters, as long as you have a good training platform, it doesn't really like hit you so hard, like like physically. Um, but I think for bodybuilders, since we have to go through such a deep cut and be at such a deep deficit, like that puts crazy strain and stress on the body, especially our hormones as well, being natural athletes. And if this stuff is still going on in June, um, I'm not even sure if it's even worth going through a cut for a show that might not happen. And I don't want to put my body through that stress 
if, 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 if nothing's going to come about it. I think that's really smart because I saw a lot of organizations, like some were canceling shows up front, some were just yeah. postponing them. But like, it, it's really well known that like athletes, like come or stage athletes put their bodies through a lot. Like a lot of people end up getting sick, right? Like, yeah. and, and just because being in a severe calorie deficit and then training like on top of that, that's two different types of stressors on your body that like normally that's not something everybody would do but like when you put a calorie deficit and then extreme training sometimes cardio and then like the stress like just the stress that comes with like a deadline and you know being on stage like that's your body can't differentiate like okay it's cool like once we do this show we're going to be fine we'll refeed it's fine like your body can't tell that so like people end up getting sick and the last thing you want to do is like compromise your immune system right now you know most people are going to be fine and they'll recover but even the young people who have recovered have come back and said like it's the worst flu they've had of their lives and like a lot of the like repercussions from that is like there's like permanent damage like people are having like like people's lungs, like they're finding scar tissue, like your body's able to heal and recover, but you may not come back like a hundred, hundred percent. Right. So it's kind of like that risk versus reward. A lot of shows, like as we're getting like further out, like are canceling or postponing. And I think that's smart because you, you want to, you don't want to have a show without like athletes. And especially like if you're taking away like a chunk of the athletes who care about their health who care about that and like only letting people you know only the people that are competing are the ones that are like oh whatever like we'll do whatever we can like it's not like a great representation of like the talent that's out there like right like the bodybuilders and bikini athletes and everything that's out there so yeah the quality yeah it's hard for like organizations like that but it's I mean it's it's Ugh, it's different. Yeah. yeah, I've been having a lot of people ask me too, like what my, my thoughts about it when it comes to competition. And it sucks because I had two athletes that were, that were supposed to compete in um in May, and their shows got canceled, and they were on prep since January. You know, and that that's that's heartbreaking to be on prep for such a long time and go through this cut. That you know they had family and friends are going to come up to the shows, and these shows get canceled, and it's like, well, do we keep you? like in a maintenance phase you know six to eight weeks out do we just keep you like that until we find a show that does get canceled or do we just put you back on normal calories and put get you back to normal health it's like it, it's super risky to keep an athlete at such a such a deficit for such a long time you know in hopes that there is going to be a show that won't get canceled and for my personal opinion i think every single bodybuilding organization should just cancel all their shows for the year just do it now. The sooner they do it, the better, because they'll get every single athlete back to normal health, and it'll allow, allow every single athlete to go back into a muscle building phase. And next year's competitions will be insane. They'll, they'll be so much better because everybody's gonna have a quality year off of no stress, better sleep, not being in a caloric deficit. And next year's competitions will be a lot better because everybody's gonna look completely different. Yeah, I think for and the then, athletes, it's probably like the best thing because yeah. oh no it absolutely is 
even if we are peaking, say like based on the data, right? Like in April and like it kind of tapers down and we're, say we're clear for the most part in June, July, let's say June, like just optimistically. Um, and that just, that only means that the hospitals are gonna be able to care for the people that are coming in. That doesn't mean it's gonna go away 100% because we won't have any kind of way to have like an immune build like a vaccine, right? Or anything to like build our immune system against this coronavirus. But there's a lot of speculation too now that uh, it thrives in the winter months or in the colder months. So they have no idea if we're gonna get another wave like next winter or, you know, once temperatures start cooling, hopefully not, but it's just like, there's no way to know till we get there, right? It's just too soon. You can't predict the future. There's so much unknown. Yeah, it's too it's too big of a, of a risk for, for any athlete. And it's a huge risk for the for any organization as well. And I mean, we see with professional sports too, like the NBA, MLB, and stuff. Like a lot of things are getting canceled. And the thing is, like, if even if there are shows at the end of the year, you're gonna have 40, 50 athletes, competitors in one category because now we have to cram shows that were supposed to be in 12 months down to four months. And so we're gonna have double, triple the amount of athletes in every single show, and it's just gonna be chaotic. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's sucky overall for every single sport out there, but it's, it's the best for, for all athletes if they just cancel all shows now and just let that stress not be on any athlete's mind. And like, probably in our mind, that's an easy decision, but then from the business perspective, like that's an entire year's worth of revenue that all these companies are losing out on, which is like, okay, yeah, we don't want to like negate that too much because that's what's supporting their families like all the people who are part of the organization and you know putting these shows together like everything every business like mm -hmm. like it, it's harming them just as much if not you know like if they're if that's what they're relying on for their income or to pay their employees or to pay you know whatever it's pretty yeah. crazy right that we're basically, so besides the sport aspect, it's crazy how we're not, we weren't very, we would take all these things for granted, like uh, being able to just go to the store and find <laughs> groceries whenever you wanted or food, go to the mall, able to go to the gym, uh, being able to say, you know what, I'm going to make my hobby and go compete as a bodybuilder, or I'm going to go do some powerlifting or mm -hmm. all these different things that you really don't think about before till now mm -hmm. it's uh i don't know it's just, i think it's just pretty crazy like it changes your perspective on life or at least it has for me like it really kind of makes me see things a little bit more clearly and see what's really valuable and what's not because before i was always very conscious of okay the like things that I would always be grateful for, but at little things like that, like going to the store, being able to put gas in my car and not worry about, I mean, it's always, always dirty, but now it's even more like, Oh, if I grab the, the thing to put gas in my car, I'm going to get coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, little things like that. You really don't think about, I, and you said it could be airborne. Now, you know, when you go walking and someone's next to you and like, oh shit, like I can't go out and get some fresh air anymore because hey, I might get sick. Little things like that. 
This is pretty crazy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys want to talk about like how everyone's kind of headspace has been for the last two weeks. Um, like I know it's 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 kind of interesting because all three of us kind of have a different situation, like as far as like work and like how like our routines have changed. But how did you guys feel like initially? What kind of toll did it take? And then what have you done to kind of make it better? <laughs> I'll start because mine was pretty interesting. Because um, like I said, my work is usually here or from home. Um, so for those who don't know, like I, my family, we own a trucking company. So that's still, uh, the log logistics side of it is still running and it's clear, but I don't really have to do much for that because it's itself it runs by itself now. It's been stable for a couple of years now. So um, not much to do there. Now, the other thing is for like canine or stuff, I would do all that work from in here. Uh, for athletes, same thing. Like I would enjoy going to the gym and do that one-on-one -on -one interaction with people, kind of help them with their technique. Or I would look forward to days when they would send me their videos of their training and kind of help them get better. But because of the whole situation, they're not, most of them aren't able to go to the gym and actually train for um, powerlifting. So that kind of, that kind of took a toll on me. I kind of felt bad for them. Like I felt that like, man, it sucks. And then other things as well, like the only things that I would do to socialize was go to the gym, talk to people there, have that interaction with people and sometimes I would like to go to coffee shops or just a different place and people watch to get um, kind of like some inspiration to do my work, to, to think, because being stuck in, in a room by yourself is not, it's not the business. Like you, you don't realize how much you need that human interaction, right? It's a big part of life. And now that it's gone, I was like, man, I didn't, like, I've always been a person that's like, I really, I really don't like a lot of people because they just really rub me the wrong way. Like, I, I try to avoid people. But with the small amount of people I do interact with, I didn't realize how much that helped me stay healthy mentally and just feel good. So that was a big toll on me. So for like the first, I'd say the first three, four days, I was okay. And then after that, I kind of got I felt, honestly, I felt a little depressed because it kind of threw me off my routine. You know, I would go, I would wake up still the same. My morning routine still the same. Wake up, read a book, go on a walk, get work done. Once I was done with my work, go to the gym. And then um, from the gym, I'll go do some more work, either at a coffee shop or something. But now my day ends at home and that's it. I can't go to the gym and talk to people. I can't go to a coffee shop and people watch or anything like that. So it kind of put me on a small depression, I guess you could say. Um, but quickly, I was able to adapt and kind of use that extra time that I had throughout my day to do things that would benefit me. So instead of just staying still and not doing anything like watching Netflix, binging Netflix, or being on social media, which is why I deleted it because I was I would find myself just scrolling like, but it was everybody was doing the same thing home complaining about coronavirus, complain about this. It was just so toxic, at least for me. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to do, see this anymore. So I deleted my social media, um, except for Twitter. Twitter's, I made a Twitter. Twitter's pretty cool. Um, 
And then, uh, but even that, I don't get on it because Twitter has trending, so you can see like what's happening. So I don't really check that. Uh, so I would just find myself reading a lot more books. I've actually finished two books in like a week, which is fucking nuts for me at least. Uh, I've been journaling more than usual. So I've been documenting this. Like I really want to be able to see this. Hopefully, you know, a year from now, things are a lot better or 10 years down the line and, and look back at this and just kind of see what my thought was like, what my thought process was like. And looking even a couple of days ago, you could see like my mind was not right. Like what I wrote, wrote in there was not the happiest stuff. Um, as opposed to now, like I go at the end of the day and look at what I wrote in the morning or the day before and be like, okay, I'm, I'm much better now. So being able to get those thoughts out and put them down has helped a lot as well. So I guess for the most part, just I've been, it took me a little while to adapt to that extra time I had in my hands where I would use to socialize with people and is used it, use that energy into putting in something that's going to benefit me hopefully in the future. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it wasn't too crazy of a hit because I still work and going to work kind of keeps things kind of in line, keeps things, you know, as normal as possible. So I'm still interacting with people on day-to-day -day basis. And, and I, I always ask people about their day. I feel like it's always nice. And so um, I think just being able to still, still go to work and still have a place to train. Those are like the two main things. And um, obviously with everything slowing down, we did slow down our hours at work. So I am home a little bit sooner, which I don't mind though, because I have a, my little man, he's about to be, you know, a year old and less than two weeks. And so, you know, I, I get to spend more family time at home. So it's actually pretty nice. So overall, I think over here for my side, it wasn't, uh, wasn't too bad. Um, and it was from the benefit still having a, having a job, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I was, kind of like really sucked in like from the beginning I was going through my phone just like older pictures like cleaning like one of the things I've been cleaning out my phone like old screenshots and pictures but like I, I kind of have been tracking this since like January February like I was finding screenshots of like articles and stuff that was coming and I was like I don't know I mean a lot has to do because like my degrees in public health so I got a little bit of epidemiology and like kind of have we've seen through history how stuff like this has happened I never would have imagined like in our lifetime we would have been this impacted by it but um so I noticed I was really really sucked into like a lot of the research like a lot of the data and I was getting like really upset like about a lot of the impulsive reactions that people were having that seemed to me like it was more like clickbait like let me post and share this because it's really controversial and it's scary like a lot of fear-mongering a lot of a lot of misinformation that was I think what upset me most was like this is going to cause way more harm than good like it's not going to be beneficial to anybody and it's like, 
frustrating, but it's like, okay, at the same time, I have to understand like people are responding out of fear and people are responding like out of uncertainty, myself included. Like I didn't know like exactly what this was going to come to, but I had an idea. Um, it, it helped a lot that I was still working and still like um, 75 hard has helped a lot too. Just like I have a lot in my day to keep my schedule. The clients that we have also, I mean, right away we had to switch their meal plans and their like workouts to like accommodate the equipment that they even had access to um virtually like help them shop like okay like target says that they have these bands walmart has this like grab a pair of dumbbells like we're having people show us like what do you have access to what is in your garage what is in your backyard like so that they didn't like you know so they didn't have to miss a step if they didn't want to and it's hard because like as introverted as I feel like I am like I do like social connection like I do like talking with people like um even just being around people like not necessarily like I don't always have to be talking but um just missing that like that was rough like especially like with 75 hard I remember last summer like I would be walking and just like, hey, good morning. Like, you know, just make eye contact and smile, whatever. Like at anybody in Loma Linda, like tons of people are walking or cycling or like, you know, all the time. And like this time it's different. Like people, like you said, like will cross the street or, um, you know, kind of avoid eye contact. So, and I understand that, but like as much as I can now, like even if it is like from a distance or across the way, like I'll do like, like one of these or like like a little wave or just eye contact and smile just because like it's the most amount of human connection we're gonna get lately like and it's like I said this in the first episode like I'm a hugger like I like hugs and like like you know snuggles whatever like with my family and stuff so I'm not getting like we're not getting any of that and it's it's weird um but like at the same time like I'm also really hopeful that this is gonna like pass pretty pretty fast I'm thinking like fast in terms of like if we're still keeping with like what we're recommended and it these recommendations are not coming out of nowhere it's coming like we have a lot of data from like uh, China like from eastern countries and European countries we have a lot of information like we Yes, like you can argue we should have been, like the U.S. should have been better prepared, but like you also, like we love our freedom. Like we don't want to be told what to do. It's hard, right? So, but what's exciting is like you want to be optimistic. Like I don't know if either of you have known anybody who has gotten the virus or gotten and recovered. Um, I have a family member who, um, so she's, she's my aunt and it's her parents who like tested positive and they're older. And of course she's nervous and everything, but it's, it's like, you want to try to be as optimistic as you can. Like, and like, 
if everybody kind of, I think that's the hard part because so many people are not affected by it. Like they haven't had any family members. I mean, there's even conspiracy theorists who are like, nobody has died from this. Like everybody who's died, like has died from, a, you know, something different or they're like, does anybody even really know like they themselves, somebody who's been affected, like this is a lie. Like there's going to be that group of people always, but like, I think once it does hit, and thankfully it hit us pretty late, like, we didn't even get our first case till, like, the week we recorded, like, right, that March, the week of March 16th or something that, um, like, two, three weeks ago was the first case in San Bernardino County in Fontana, and, like, now it went from one case to, like, we're close to 400, I think, which still isn't a lot when you compare it to like Louisiana, like all the other areas, but it's just weird. Like, um, like you mentioned, like one of the benefits I think is that you kind of get to reevaluate. You do get like a lot more downtime than maybe you're used to because I also was like, I liked going grocery shopping. I liked going to coffee shops. I liked just people watching, just being amongst people like Target, oh my gosh, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, like <laughs> I miss it. But like having that like routine, like you get to put other stuff that you haven't had time for like before to kind of do that being a lot more thankfully with my uh, certification, uh, like a health education certification there's a lot of webinars. So I have to complete 75 CEUs, that's continuing education units in five years. So that's about 15 units a year. This whole pandemic has sprung up so many opportunities for me to complete. Like, so I'm attending webinar after webinar after webinar, like just hearing from doctors, hearing from public health professionals, like where I'm getting those units like taken care of. And it's like nice because it's, like it's really relevant right now and it's showing a lot how this one little pandemic is affecting all parts of our health like one of the things I was the most passionate about was like food insecurity especially for kids and I'm so happy to see like there's so many like restaurants and organizations that have like come together and pulled resources to make sure kids aren't going hungry yeah I see the schools they uh yeah. They're giving out food. There's like lines of cars just picking up food. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I think, I mean, that's really nice about like the sense of community that people are building because like we kind of take it for granted. Like we're fine at home. Like we have like a safe space with people we care about, but like a lot of kids don't have, like, you know, a lot of kids, like the most amount of love they get in a day is at school like their teachers and counselors and and that's like unfortunate but it's the reality like same thing like so trends that we're gonna notice after this is over is a lot of domestic violence cases a lot of child abuse cases and I mean a lot of depression and anxiety like so there's already like there's already organizations and like uh, counselors that are learning teletherapy like they're able to provide services like like this over zoom or skype or however they can but like that crucial like social component that people need like connection 
like they're going to be missing that. So it's really scary. It's going to be interesting to see, but like there's just like so much to think about. Like, um, but I mean, it's, it's kept me busy. <laughs> it's, um, I do have to make time, like for sure, like to limit the amount of information that I'm getting from non-credible sources. Cause like I said, it, it like bugs me when people are like, Oh, try this. I tried this and this works for me. And like, you know, and it's like, if it works for you, that's great. <clears throat> Same thing with diets, right? Like it's amazing, but just because it worked for you doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone else. And you might not be feeling like you're causing harm, but you're giving a lot of people like false sense of security. So, uh, you know, it can be more harmful than you even realize. So, um, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like I, I would, I kind of give people in the beginning, like a, like a break because nobody, like, like you said, nobody knew how serious this was going to get, you know, at the beginning, even myself, like I went to freaking Ohio for a competition when this was barely getting started. Like in a way I'm, I'm I guess I'm, I was lucky that I was able to compete before everything shut down completely. Uh, but at the same time, now looking back at it, I kind of felt a little irresponsible, like going out there, like, because uh, I, even after that, um, I went to the gym. And like I said, I don't really look at online sources or anything. So I most of my stuff is <laughs> I get it from Annie, like I know she's a trustful source. So whatever Annabelle says, I usually cool, I take it. Um, so I didn't really know how, how serious this was. And then when I actually started looking into it, I was like, man, I was kind of irresponsible. I, I went over there and I came back and then I thought it was fine because, you know, I wasn't sick. So, you know, I'm not showing any symptoms. So it was all good. I'm not sick or whatever, but I would still go to the gym. And I remember joking around, someone made a comment like, Hey, Morgan, you shouldn't be here. You you were in Ohio and over there, the, the cases were getting pretty high. It was pretty serious. And, you know, everybody was flying from different parts of the world. So, okay, yeah, if you're going to get it, it's probably going to be there. So then I actually, before they shut down the gyms, I actually stopped going to my gym because when I heard that comment, it kind of took a, a step back. And I thought about, I was like, I know it was a joke, but I think they're right. Like I probably shouldn't be going there until at least I think it was like 14, 21 days. They said, if you're not, you don't have anything, you're probably in the clear. And it wasn't no 17. I was back in the gym, like three days after from when I came back from the Arnold patient zero, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, and I was still like avoiding because they had stuff there to clean and all that, but still like best way to be safe is to just avoid going to those places and, probably get people there sick so after that day I never went back to the gym but I mean two three days after they ended up shutting it down anyway but yeah it just kind of puts things into perspective how quickly at least it feels like it was quick like things got out of control and now you know just now I'm home with Tiang building freaking puzzles you know so it's <laughs> message me the other day she's like um, how long do you think this is going to last? And I was like, oh, this is kind of the prediction. She's like, 
I'm gonna have to get more puzzles. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy building puzzles. Well, I, she's building puzzles. I'm not building. I'm just there for moral support. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's crazy times, and you know, we'll get through it. We'll yeah. Through it. Yeah. <sighs> well, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good seeing you guys. You know, it's obviously been a long time. I haven't seen you guys since the last time I seen you guys. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, that was so responsible too, because we were in here. This is not no six feet. <laughs> I know. Dude, I was like, if Morgan has it, we have it. Like, <laughs> we, we was right? like, why can't we go back to simpler times where we're eating 30 burgers a day? <laughs> Not 30 burgers a day, 30 burgers for 30 days. <laughs> um, I took yeah. that for granted. But we'll be all right. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and I think that's the thing, like, people just feel, like, alone and isolated, but there's a lot you can still do, so I'm trying to, like, share little bits, like, as I'm finding, like, information and ideas, like, uh, there's a lot you can still do that can keep you sane and keep you, like, a lot of people, and it's kind of neat, like, so like birthday parties, for example, like if you can organize it in a way, like a lot of families are doing birthday parades, like where their friends will make like little signs and posters and, you know, their parents will drive them down their friend's street and like, we'll have like a little parade for, you know, the birthday kid or um, uh, like going for drives, like that's still okay. Like I know, like I used to do that, like in, in grad school, like just grab myself a coffee, grab myself like a snack and go for a drive, like no destination required, like unless you have like a, you know, a spot, there's lots of turnouts you can go to, like just getting outside of your house can help a lot. Like, obviously you can still be physically active. You should still, if you feel up for it, exercise, you should still move your body, understand it's not going to be the same capacity and understand like your body might change because your entire routine has changed like so people just have to be like a little aware and okay with that um uh meditation like is really important like uh taking a break to breathe like this is even though like we might not feel like stressed out like like if you're getting mugged or robbed right like it's not that kind of stress but it's a chronic low-grade constant stress most people are experiencing and that can have a big toll on your health long term so doing stuff now like meditation like limiting screen time keeping a routine like keeping a sleep schedule like sleep is really important right now and like you see tons of people up like watching netflix like in the I middle can't. of the night <laughs> yeah uh, we tried i don't know if i uh, could just do uh, it weird it's not for me I watched it. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> she she killed her husband, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. So is it still okay to go out on walks or is that prohibited now? So it's still okay because as long as and the the first and foremost thing is like keeping social distancing. So like that's the reason they closed down Mount Rubido and are closing down a lot of regional and county parks is they don't want to 
encourage people to all get together at the same time. Like, so going during non-peak hours is probably really so if you're an early bird, like it's probably pretty good to go out and get your fresh air. Um, I mean, in a couple days, I don't know if you guys are ready or not, but we're going to get like a couple days of rain. So like going out for walks, like that's grab good. an umbrella or a poncho, like that's going to be a pretty good time because there's not going to be a whole lot of people out. Just be safe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and like, so getting, getting outdoors is like really important, like getting out into nature, like uh, avoiding like populated places. So if you have like a, a favorite park or favorite trails or something to go to, just make sure you are able to avoid people like if the trail's wide enough. That was the thing with Mount Rubido, it's paved. So you have people in strollers and wagons and like, it's so perfect for people with families and stuff not during a pandemic but you know now it's kind of like it defeats the purpose of keeping people away um the concern with the virus being aerosolized like i said there's like early reports but it's not confirmed but they want to make sure people know that there's a chance right so you're still being cautious like the best way i think to approach it is like assume the worst, but hope for the best, right? Like assume everybody has the virus, assume like you can't touch it, you know, assume the worst always, but always like hope for the best. Like, you know, there could be a chance that nobody in your area has it or nobody, you know, in the area that your family and like loved ones like has it, but they should act and you should act like everyone does just to be safe um yeah i mean exercise eating like a healthy diet uh really diverse like um also lane had a really good video about like immunity and a diet and like he said nothing can shift right away like you can't all of a sudden start eating like broccoli and spinach and like oranges and like think that's gonna do some you know miraculous thing like for your immune system not immediately but a couple weeks down the road because who knows how long this is gonna be like now's the time like if you have the energy and time to shift that like shift your diet like then do it like make sure you're hydrating make sure you're getting electrolytes um uh like you still want to do all the things that are going to keep your body healthy but like you still have to understand like even the healthiest healthiest person isn't immune from a virus like a virus doesn't care um the way that you respond and the way that like your body is able to combat the virus that's going to depend on your health level and like i said if you have pre-existing conditions or um immune compromised if your immune system is compromised already but there's a lot of stuff you can do to still like support your immune system um and exercise getting vitamin d like getting lots of nutrients stop it a lot of, <laughs> like, a lot of, a lot of corona babies <laughs> i think one of my favorite memes like was like i can't like y'all understand like my budget is cut right now like I can't 
afford to go to like 30 baby showers in December. Y'all need to find a hobby. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, find something else to do. <laughs> like, we can't all go to baby showers. But, yeah. yeah. When's Grayson's birthday? The 19th. 19th. Mm-hmm. Of this month? Of this month. Oh, man. It's coming up. One year already. Sweet. One year old. Already large and in charge. <laughs> Like it's huge. Uh, tell him thank you for letting him, letting you hop on this call. You know, <laughs> yeah. all know he is the boss. He's the boss, one hundred percent. All right, guys. Um, so I think is this going to be a go for the following weeks? You guys going to be able to hop on here? Yeah, I'm with it. We could probably uh, do some things to make the audio a little bit better, but it is what it is. <laughs> hey tough times yeah this is fun we can improvise do what we can you need some headphones annie <laughs> drop can you drop mine off at my mailbox <laughs> leave it on the doorstep throw it and yes, then run. i can <laughs> i can actually go do that right now actually yeah um yeah you guys yeah. be safe healthy <laughs> yeah and for everybody who's listening thank you guys for tuning in uh for our verse our very first virtual pr podcast um be sure to keep tuning in for these future episodes uh they are probably going to be over on zoom um until further notice until we all get back together again uh yeah but thank you guys for tuning in make sure you, if you guys are listening on itunes you give us a five-star rating and be sure to share this podcast with your family and friends all over social media. And make sure to continue to follow us on Instagram. The podcast is pr.podcast. Annabelle's Instagram is evolve.annabelle. Morgan's is morgan.aquino. And mine is fit underscore fluential. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. We're a little rusty here, huh? A little rusty, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so appreciate you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See ya.